As you can probably tell from our uh, memory verse this week, we're going to be in Genesis this morning. Probably page two of your Bible, I'm guessing, but it's either page one or page two. So it's not very often I get to say that, so I'm going to take advantage of it. Page one or page two of your Bible, we're going to be in Genesis. We're going to, we're going to get back to the basics. We're going to get back to really, we're going to talk about family today. And family in particular is under attack in our culture. But it's not just in our, our culture. It's really under attack in every culture in the world. Why? Because it's the most basic relationship. It's the way God started everything. And so it's clearly going to be a, a point of attack for the enemy, isn't it? If it's where we start, if it's so basic to our human uh, condition, if you want to call it that, then it's going to be something that, that the enemy attacks. And so we're going to see that and, and work our way through it today. So, so let's, uh, let's start in Genesis. Just to set the stage, God has created everything. <laughs> and now he is going to create man and woman, male and female. So let's read from Genesis chapter 1. It is up here behind me, verses 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created them in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. So we are going to be, uh, this is kind of the end, actually, of our uh, working our way through the Baptist faith and message, the articles of the Baptist faith and message. And you'll notice that I didn't put the article up here this week. It's because it's so long. So I'll read it to you. It is available. There's some, some of the little Baptist faith and messages, uh, uh, things at the, at the back still. But I'll read it to you, and then we'll, we'll work our way through these verses. So this is Article 18, The Family. God has ordained the family as foundational institution of human society. It is composed of persons related to one another by marriage, blood, or adoption. Marriage is the uniting of one man and one woman in covenant commitment for a lifetime. It is God's unique gift to reveal the union between Christ and his church and to provide for the man and woman in marriage the framework for intimate companionship, the channel of sexual expression according to biblical standards, and the means for procreation of the human race. The husband and wife are of equal worth before God since both are created in God's image. The marriage relationship models the way God relates to his people. A husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. He has the God-given responsibility to provide for, to protect, and to lead his family. A wife is to submit herself graciously to the servant leadership of her husband, even as the church willingly submits to the headship of Christ. She, being in the image of God as is her husband, and thus equal to him, has the God-given responsibility to respect her husband and to serve as his helper in managing the household 
and nurturing the next generation. Children, from the moment of conception, are a blessing and heritage from the Lord. Parents are to demonstrate to their children God's pattern for marriage. Parents are to teach their children spiritual and moral values and to lead them through consistent lifestyle example and loving discipline to make choices based on biblical truth. Children are to honor and obey their parents. So you can see, that's a really long article. That's why it, it, it would have been like three slides, and I just didn't want to put you through that. So, but, but, but beneath this article are, at, are 45 scripture references, and that's not even half of them. 45 scripture references plus, clearly family is important to God. How important? Well, he started it. He began it. He's the one, he, he, he didn't, uh, he didn't, this isn't, family isn't something that, that Congress thought up or the Supreme Court concocted or any government agency. God decided and created the family, the, the husband and wife. So this is the most basic human-to-human -human relationship we have, family. Actually, Every single one of us here are here because of this relationship, right? Not only biologically, like you had a mother and father, but literally going all the way back to Adam and Eve, all the way back to the first two, we, we are here, we are gathered here because of this relationship, how God created this relationship. So we are, we are literally created in relationship. It's not an accident. It happened on purpose with a purpose. And, and I wanted to, to focus a little bit first, because it's part of the purpose, I wanted to focus a little bit on this, let us make man in our image. Because it's plural. And so there's been a lot of, of theories uh, over the centuries, there's been a lot of theories on why this is plural. Jewish, the, Jewish theologians said that, he, that God is addressing his royal court. He's addressing the, the angels and the other beings that he's created. And so he says, let us, because of them. Then there's also the, uh, what they call the plural of royalty or majesty, because kings talk this way. Kings say, let us, because he, he's, he doesn't speak for himself. He speaks for the whole kingdom. So, so he, he, he speaks in the plural of majesty, as it's called. That's how some have explained this. Some have said, well, it's proof of polytheism, that there's more than one God. The problem is, if you get past verse 26 in Genesis, everything else says there's one God. <laughs> For the rest of the book, it says there's one God. So, so that doesn't, doesn't work. And then a lot of the early church fathers said this was a reference to the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That this is kind of the first, uh, first time that the Trinity is considered in Scripture. I will tell you, I ascribe to that view. I believe this is talking about the Trinity because it just fits Scripture the rest of the way. Uh, in the beginning of chapter 1, we see the Spirit of God, what we would know as the Holy Spirit, hovering over the, the water, hovering over the emptiness, the void. And then in Colossians 1, we're told that Jesus is actually the creator, that by him and for him, everything is created. 
and in him everything is held together. So, so I think this is a reference to the Trinity. Now, why is that important to this discussion? I think it's important because God expresses himself in relationship. He expresses himself in, in the relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so when he creates man and woman, he creates them in relationship. So we literally are relational from the beginning because God is relational from the beginning. Relationships are the most important thing to God. Think about all of the scriptures that you know. Think about all of the scriptures that you've read. How much, is it, how much of it is about relationship? It's all about relationship. A relationship with him and relationships with each other. God is, is relational at his very core. And then he, 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 he actually gives two purposes here. One of them, he says, is be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. So God has given us the incredible blessing of being creative. We actually create babies. We create children. We, we actually, we're, we're so much like God that we can have kids. We can create children like God created Adam and Eve. Not from dust, but, but we are creative like that. So that's one of the purposes that God gives us as, as the first man and, and, and woman, male and female, the first husband and wife, one of the, the purposes is given is to multiply and fill the earth. And then, but I also want to point out, God said it was good. I want you to, to realize, and I talk about this when I do premarital counseling with couples, you're a couple first. Because what does God say after he creates male and female in his image? What does he say? In verse 31, he says, it's good. In fact, it's very good, he says. It's very good. So you have to be a couple before you can be parents. You have to, to understand each other. We have to make this relationship primary because it was primary to God. And then you can be parents from there. So if you do not have children, that does not mean you're not a, a family. You are a family. God created the first family and said it was very good. He was done creating at the man and woman. He didn't give them kids. He didn't create them with relationships. He created them in relationship. In relationship with each other and in, in relationship with him. So the first, the primary thing and he says it more than once in this short passage. The primary reason for man and woman is to be image bearers of God. To bear the image of God. Now, how do we bear the image of God? Well, I, you've heard me say it many times from this platform, but I'm going to say it again. You are loved in order to be loving. You have been forgiven in order to be forgiving. You are given grace in order to be gracious. You have been given mercy in order to be merciful. We 
are the image bearers of God in the, in the world, and so we show his character in the world. We show how important relationships are. We prioritize our relationship with God and with our family, and that becomes a, an image of who God is to the rest of the world. We are image bearers of God. And this is the basis of all society. This is where society starts. Um, it's been often said that as the family goes, so goes the society. And it's true. It, it's true because what we see mirrored in society is the brokenness of the family. We see it in our culture right now. We see broken families and a broken society. Now, it's not a new thing. It's not something that, that has happened just in our time. In fact, think about, as you read the Gospels, you see divorced women, unmarried women, and, and widowed women following Jesus. All of the original disciples of Jesus were not married. Paul was not married. So, so the, the relationship is still with God and with family, that is brothers and sisters and husband or, or father and mother, aunts, uncles, you still have family. So you're still a family and, and this unmarried part or, or whatever makes no difference. It makes no difference. In, in our culture today, we have a lot of uh, single fathers and single mothers. You're still a family. You're a family because God created you this way. But, you know, even greater than that, God created the church. And what do they call us? What does the Bible call us? Brothers and sisters in Christ. It, he says that, that the, the Bible says that when we come to Christ, in, in John chapter 1, it says when we come to Christ, we become children of God. So, if you don't have immediate family around you, you have this family. And that was God created. There are three things that make it all the way to the end. Read, read Revelation, and you'll see three things make it all the way to the end. People, the Word of God, and the church. Why? Because we were created for this relationship, for a family relationship, with a core family and an extended family. Society isn't, isn't the family written large. Society is a mirror of the family. This is the family written large, the church. That's why we're called brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why we're children of God. He, he created us in, re, in relationship with him and with each other. And then he extended that family by creating the church. So you see, the church is supposed to be a family as well. The church is supposed to be the place where you find forgiveness and love and grace, where you find someone who truly cares for you. That's what this is supposed to be, family. And that's what we are. We're not a business. We're not, we're not uh, uh, just a, a, a thing that, a social event on Sunday. We're a family. We're a family, and we're created that way. 
because we are created in relationship. The first family all the way to this family right here created that way on purpose to be image bearers of God. We are image bearers of God. By that, in this passage, we can see that we need to be relational, that relationships need to be important to us. Family relationships, church family relationships. Family need, uh, relationships need to be important to us because God is relational at his very core. And so we are because we're made in, him, in his image. But it also says, as I've already said today, it also says that we reflect the character of God into the world. We are loved in order to be loving. We are, we are given mercy in order to be merciful. We are given grace in order to be gracious. We are forgiven in order to be forgiving. We are the image bearers of God. As a family core unit and as a family as a church. Now, my kids pretty much grew up in church. We were far from relatives. But what that meant was they had dozens of grandfathers and dozens of aunts and uncles and dozens of brothers and sisters in this family. That's how it's meant to be. That's God's plan for us. He doesn't, he, he creates us in family and then doesn't just kick us out into the world. He creates us a larger family. That's us. God is relational at his very core and therefore so are we. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. Are you in relationship with God? It's as simple as a prayer. It's simply acknowledging sin and accepting the sacrifice of Jesus on your behalf. It's a simple prayer that, that says, God, I know I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I trust that Jesus died in my place on that cross. That he died to pay my price. And so I ask you to forgive me because of his finished work on the cross. And I ask you to make me part of your family. A child of yours. You prayed that prayer for the first time this morning. You need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Elbow your neighbor, let them know. Do you need to join this family or another family? Do you need to join a church family? Do you, do you see God's plan differently this morning and see that, that church is meant to be a family? Will you make the commitment this morning to be an image bearer of God in our world? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you, Father, that, that we can understand ourselves based upon who you are 
because we are made in your image. Help us to be relational like you are. Help us to restore relationships like you do. Help us to love and forgive and extend grace like you do. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.